When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. costume broadcast i am your host spencer williams and thank you so much for joining me for another bonus episode today's episode is all about one of my new favorite movies tar featuring the incredible kate blanchett you know how much i love her she definitely needs to get oscar nomination for this film it was just so good one of my favorite movies of 2022 honestly you have to see it but today's episode is not just about Kate Blanchett. It's about the incredible costumes by costume designer Bina Deigler. And I am so excited to say that we got an exclusive interview with Bina talking all about the costumes from Tar. But before we jump into it, as always, I want to dive behind the wardrobe and give everyone some facts about this film. So let's start with summary, shall we? Set in the international world of Western classical music, Tar centers on Lydia Tar, widely considered one of the greatest living composer, conductors, and first ever female music directors of a major German orchestra. Lydia Tar is days away from recording this symphony that will elevate her career until things get, let's just say, a little loud. <laughs> so going behind the wardrobe, this film was directed by Todd Field and costume design by Bina Deigler. You will know Bina from some incredible works such as Miss America, for which she was nominated for a Emmy, Mulan, for which she was nominated for an Oscar, and actually won a Costume Designers Guild Award that year. She also designed the costumes for the film The Zookeeper's Wife, Narcos, 1899, and All About My Mother. Now, without further ado, I am so excited to play for you all the interview I had with Bina Deigler. Enjoy. Hi, this is Dan, audio engineer of the Blogcast. Just wanted to let you know that if you'd like to support the show, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash theartofcostume. There we post unheard bloopers, highlights, and bonus episodes just for our patrons. Make sure to check out the description for all of our links. And thank you for all of your support.
subpar. I am in love with this movie. Um, I walked out and I was instantly like, I can't wait for this interview. Teared up a little bit. It's just so fun, also so powerful and emotional. Um, Tar really brings you into a very specific international world of classical music. It's a very niche world that some of us might not be very familiar with. Um, Lydia is the chief conductor of a major German orchestra. How did you prepare for this project? Well, definitely I did a lot of research and somehow a crash course on classical music. Okay. <laughs> the good thing is that the base of my work is um, at the beginning always the script. And so I had a very specific script. I had a very good, well-written, deep emotional um, script to read. And then I started to do research on all the thousands of details that Todd Field had written into it. And I asked him a lot, a lot of questions. <laughs> and luckily, Very he was thorough. always there to answer them. Um, because obviously, I'm from Germany. And um, so, for example, all the New York part and everything to know about the Juilliards and um, all the characters that appears and every location, all that, like I, I had to research because everything was connected and had a reason why it is this hotel, why it is that location, why we are in a Lincoln Center, everything was connected. And, and so, yeah, I started on that. And then obviously... Um, I did a, a big research on conductors and the music world and listened to the classical music. and That's very fun. I mean, it's not often I hear designers talk about having to listen to classical music as part of preparation. It's actually quite exciting. <laughs> it was really exciting, yes. All right, let's talk about Lydia, played by the iconic Kate Blanchett, my absolute favorite Um Killed it, by the way. Just such an amazing performance. Um, I was blown away by this character. Her costumes include modern and contemporary elements while also maintaining a style that gives off power and success. Her costumes are also kind of loose and flowy that goes along with the character. So for her quintessential costumes, uh, what was your idea behind her costumes? Well, in the process of the design, I... Normally do like a mood board. Okay. And first of all, I did a mood board that is more an emotional mood board that that um, presents everything what happens in the movie. And it was quite an aggressive and dark um, mood board, but very um, interesting. And then I did for each character, I looked up for moods and obviously... I looked into all the female conductors that are around, but I also looked into the male conductors and also like from all the periods. And there I took a lot of um, inspirations for her costumes and I tailored a lot of things for her um, that you also can see in the movie, the tailored suit. And there are definitely moments that Lydia Tarr knows very well how to dress up, even so that I think she's not a character that really cares about wardrobe. Like she she cares about nice things, obviously. She has a very 
high level of of like income and and you can see that but every day like she just puts the clothes on and goes to work and and doesn't think now really to look amazing every day but she just does because the cost the the wardrobe is it's a rich wardrobe yeah i i cannot agree more it's very rich um very powerful but then like you said it's not that her wardrobe is not always at the top of mind as well either. She's really invested in her work. And that is um, very good how you said it. It's not on top of her mind. That's she just she has that her closet and she goes and she gets dressed and she goes to work and is already in her music world. Right. It's just just she's so cool. It just happens that way where she walks out looking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, how did you settle on her color palettes? I love it. It's very dark and gloomy, but still, like you said, very rich and sophisticated. I definitely wanted that she looks sophisticated. And I think that the colors, they they fit very into Berlin because, of mm-hmm. course, Berlin was also an inspiration for her world because she lives there. And somehow, always when you are living in a city that that translates also into your way how you dress and it was an autumn film so it was cold also for a conductor obviously um colors like black and colors that don't distract the orchestra are are important so that also reflected it my color palette oh that makes sense yeah interesting yeah that makes sense it, it can't distract from the performance is happening in front of them. This was a very intimate film. There were moments where I felt like I was the only one in the theater at times. It was just me and Lydia. Um, not that we're anything the same, but still, I just really felt like I was there in a the moment with her. I imagine because it's such an intimate film, your collaboration with Kate and Todd Field must have been very personal and very collaborative, I imagine. It was very personal. And the good thing is that I have already a good relationship with Kate. Right. So we got straight into our creative um, vision and we know how our fittings are and they are very personal and we discuss it a lot. We we go through the script backward, forward, and we jump and we do this and that, you know, from like the storyline. And we've taught my work was for me unbelievable pleasant because we are the same age. I admire his vision of movie making. It's just amazing, his knowledge. And his general knowledge fascinates me. And it was super inspiring, everything what he could tell me about the characters, about the world of the musicians and and about the essence of the movie that what happens to such a creative person and when she got just driven i guess by her ambition and by her power and loses it somehow and what happens then also around her and i found that a very interesting subject right it's it very personal. You could, and it read, it read on screen as well too. It's just a very detail oriented collaboration between you, your crew, and everyone on set. 
Mm. Okay, we have to talk about this costume specifically. Um, Lydia's maestro costume that she wears. I actually saw one of them in person last night at the theaters, and I was just struck by the tailoring. It's it's brilliant. Uh, it took my breath away when I saw it. I also felt heavily inspired by like a more recognizable maestro that I could think of in my head. Um, tell me about this look specifically. Yeah, it was definitely inspired by all the classics, um, classic conductors for the New Year Eve's concert in Vienna or things like that. It was really classical. Oh, interesting. And actually, these are, we obviously tailored the tailcoat for her and we made the shirt. There were two different looks, actually, what we are looking at. Okay. There were, one was with the waistcoat. And the other one was with the cummerbund, and they are two different shirts. So we always modernized it a little bit. And also the tailcoat is not really um, the classical tailcoat. We inspired it by a 19th century tailcoat, and that gave gave it a little bit like a like an Anne de Molmester or a Yoshi Yamamoto look. What was mm. interesting for us. It, I think it gets the feeling, even so perhaps you can't really see it, but for her really it was a very modern piece to wear, even so that the inspiration was very classic and period. I, I feel like that read on screen because when I, I saw it, it did feel very modern compared to, I guess, my prior idea of what a maestro costume would look like. It did feel very modern perfect for Lydia Tarr, um, which is one of my favorite moments of the film. Thank you. Um, another part I love is just how authentic and real the costumes were in the film. You you have a great talent of making the costumes, you know, tell so much about the story, but then also blending into the background and let the actress in this point at Cape Blanchett really just act her ass off while the costumes just really help support the character tell me about these more casual moments and your philosophy behind the costuming for me my philosophy really is in contemporary movies that i have to translate the emotions into wardrobe right and i do that based on my instinct for the right material or the perfect color and also, what I like is that normally I prep a closet for each actor, but I leave the final decision for a mo moment when we start to dress and and when we when we are closer to the scene that we then really shoot because there's always like a learning process mm -hmm. during the filming and you learn every day more about the character. And for example, on Tar, and it was extremely difficult for Kate, but on the other side, it was also amazing. We started with all um, the concert hall. We started with all the conducting. And that showed us really what it means to be a conductor and for her, how much power it gives when you are standing in front of an orchestra. Then once we had that done, for example, 
we did even um, a gene special for this moment because she needed like a higher waist that really supported her. Um, that was very important for her for the conducting. And then with all that, what we learned, it was easier to create and to take the decisions for all the other scenes where we go and when she will be softer or when is the moment where you use the leather jacket. And um, I like to build it up like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm very often on set. I'm very often there just to get all the emotions and to be available to discuss um, the scene Wow! in this kind of, of, of film. Obviously when I do period, you, you, it's different because you, you have to pre create every single change because it's a long process to make them and to build them and to construct them. So they, everything is much more defined already, mm -hmm. but in a contemporary, you can work much more out of, of, of the wardrobe that you build and then you can put it together every day. It's more flexible. Wow. That's incredible. Um, <laughs> I could listen to you forever. This is very fascinating. <laughs> um, I'm going to try to steer away from Lydia for just a moment because I could talk about Kate Blanchett forever. <laughs> Another huge star in this film is the incredible orchestra. Um, how did your team go about the costuming? Did you have the actual orchestra members show up in their own garments? Did you pre-plan all these outfits? It's it's very complicated <laughs> how I imagine it in my head. It was complicated because there were strict rules. We can't dress the musicians because they don't have time for us because we need all the time on the stage. Right. <laughs> they have other things to do. Exactly. <laughs> and obviously I said, well, then they look like a box of Legos because everybody <laughs> will wear another color and it will be very colorful. And I don't know if that is the right thing for our movie. And also because we were shooting in summer uh -huh. and obviously the rest of the film was set up in autumn. And so David said, no, you have don't, you don't have time to, to change that. Interesting. But obviously once you are there and you connect to the right people, so we we had our background crew, the background dressers, and we were in the hallway. And so the musicians, when they came in, they had to pass by us and we changed them. <laughs> and actually, I think the musicians loved it and they were happy to come in five minutes earlier and that it was just like quick you know, and we made it happen. Right. And Just put Nobody knew it. It was our secret, our costume <laughs> secret. And then everybody always said, oh, they look good. I don't know what you're talking about. And I said, yeah, yeah, no, they look really good. Yeah. It does come like that. <laughs> you're like, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I, uh, exactly. I don't know how that happened. I have no idea. That's Magic. so funny. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, the two other characters who didn't probably have such a hilarious time was Sharon and Francesca. They go through their own journeys alongside Lydia. Do you mind walking me through these uh, characters and their costuming? Yeah, that was very interesting because the character of Francesca um, 
Noemi was the first one I had to dress because there was like a pre-shoot with her. Mm, okay. And there was like definitely a trench coat involved. And so finding the right trench coat was uh, because I had exactly something in mind. But I found it in, in my favorite shop in Madrid. So I was super happy when I found that trench coat. Nice. And I had like an inspirational picture from, I don't remember, an Instagram that I just loved. And I sent it to her and she liked it too. And then we just went for the style. Um, that is also... It's more feminine, but it still is a little bit more, but not straightforward feminine. And it's also business. She also dresses up according to be in a well position in the Philharmonie. And I loved her, her colors. And I think it really suited her character. And with Nina Hoss, it was interesting because in the fittings, I had much more items with patterns. She wasn't so... I, we, we started from another style. And then we realized during the rehearsals in the Philharmonie and with the orchestra, we learned so much about her, about who is a premier violinist and what really is going on how much she knows from Lydia how Lydia is what she always accepted how much power she always had all also has and when I saw now the second time the movie I realized that often they are similar it's just another texture and another material but Lydia and Sharon they are similar and I don't mind it. I actually think it was the right decision because they are a strong power couple and um, it's a long-term relationship. And I think also that like showed us, showed the audience that they were really strongly connected. Right. I also think it's interesting too, because Sharon at one point mentions that she feels like all of Lydia's relationships are transactional. And in a way that's really interesting because maybe Lydia is benefiting from this relationship and almost sees Sharon as another extension of herself, which the costuming really kind of supports that a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, there are moments where Sharon, for example, wears skirts and much more floaty things than, than Kate, but there are also moments where they look very similar and I wasn't sure how the audience will accept that but for me now that I saw the film several times I stay up for it I think I stand up for it I think it was the right decision it expresses my feelings that I had for the couple so that's wonderful I I think it was also the right decision it yeah there's a lot of character detailing happening in these costumes so hmm. just wonderful we also have another character olga she is new to the orchestra and she has a bit of an edge to her a little rock and roll as far as one can be in an orchestra as such um but when i saw her 
and those little, I believe it was like a blue velvet boot, perhaps. I don't remember, but it was, I was like, okay, this, this girl is cool. Tell me about creating the costumes for Olga. Well, Olga was like the, um, the biggest change, like a huge changeover from her natural look to the look, how she appears in the movie. And like this beige puffy blouse for me somehow was her Russian background. Don't ask me why. (laughs) (laughs) And I also like, I I, I tried to have her edgy because she lives in Berlin. She is Russian. So I tried exactly to give her a little bit an edge and that somehow she tries to be appropriate dressed for her new job, like her being part of of the orchestra. (laughs) But on the other side, she still has something like more edge. And of course, also, I wanted to have her in certain moments attractive and sensual. And that, for example, for me, the moment when she comes and plays at um Lydia's studio and she wears the long black dress and has the um and it's sleepless and you can see her skin. It's an important moment for me because if you go dressed like that to somebody's place, it's also it says something and it means something. And so I think that my costumes they ask a lot of questions if you look at them. And I think the whole movie is in the way done that there are more questions and there are no answers. And so that makes it so deep. And that is what's so touching because you go home and you still have to find your own answers or you don't find it. And that is much more dis- disturbing and also interesting Because if you go and watch a movie and you have all the answers, you go home and say, okay, this is it. But here, what is really, you you don't know. You can see, and and that is what the movie also shows. You take the Juilliards scene, you can interpret this scene in so many different ways. And that is also what is shown in the movie. Right. (laughs) You know? Understatement, yeah. (laughs) It's like... You see one version and then you see the internet version and you see how much something can be um, interpreted in different ways. Right. Yeah. Your your costumes really do open up a lot of questions and leave a lot of room for storytelling through the costume design. It's it's very interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing this film a second time so I could really just sit back and really take it all in. Um, and as you mentioned earlier, I actually don't have a picture for this next question. Um, but as you mentioned earlier, uh, Lydia's life kind of unravels a little bit there by the end. Another understatement. Um, we see her gearing up for what feels like a pretty big performance. But instead, she's performing at a pretty wildly costumed event. I believe it has to do with Monster Hunter, perhaps. Yes. Um, and <laughs> when it. I... Okay. When I saw this, I was like, 
This is a Bina Dagler classic. Uh, it reminded me a little bit of some of your previous work. So how did you go about this part? It was very funny because <laughs> the Monster Hunters, you know, like I had two scenes that I just, because I had so much work, there were two scenes that I just like ignored. You know, when you ignore something <laughs> from and from your to-do list, it always goes up to the end and it all like... <laughs> and that was the tailoring scene and the monster hunter scene. Oh, wow. Two big scenes. <laughs> exactly. The two biggest scenes. I just like ignored them. And my budget went smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And then they come like, oh, gosh. Okay. So, Todd, how do you see these monsters? And then when he told me what he wanted, I thought, oh, gosh. How will I do that now? I have four weeks left. How do I do that? And so <laughs> we built up a workroom and I got some very inspired young people in. Not a lot, like one and the others were my. <laughs> a lot, AKA one. <laughs> and then we went like to these dollar shops and we bought a lot of, a lot of everything. <laughs> and then just everybody created costumes. It was like everybody who suddenly didn't have anything else to do was just coming by and like we were creating and creating and creating. And I think we had <laughs> we had like 150 costumes at the end. Wow. And I mean, you see them just a second, but they were so amazing. They mm -hmm. were really amazing. So it was a lot of fun. Right. I mean, you see them for a second, but it's like a very long second. You know? <laughs> yeah, but it is really only for a second. And, and I said to Todd, can't we do another, like and for with another camera? And he said, no, we can't. <laughs> this is it. I always told you, we will see it here from the side. I said, yes, I know. But and he said, no. <laughs> <laughs> well it was a very powerful second i will say i was blown away um my audience actually started laughing <laughs> you know what i think most of the people they they don't realize this last scene with the monster hunters most of the people they don't they are so blown away from kate they don't that they, they don't realize the monsters. <laughs> they don't realize what's actually happening. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, when they go back and watch a second time, they're like, oh, look at all these costumes. Exactly. Um, I was I was stunned and people around me were laughing. It was just like one like long, powerful second. So oh, yeah? it, it was fantastic. I, I loved it. It was a perfect ending. Um, oh, that is nice to yeah. hear. Oh, <laughs> so it, was a, it was a worth it second, Bina. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm happy then. <laughs> yeah. um, but we're nearing the end here. Overall, I'm absolutely in love with this film, as I've said now a hundred times. It was so powerful. Just overall, how would you describe your experience and what do you feel like you took away from this film, especially with so much of it being based in Berlin? I imagine this film must have meant something to you. I I, I took only gratitude. It was, it just meant to be for me. Right. It was a movie that I meant to do with the people and I am so grateful that I met Todd Field and... I'm so grateful that I worked with Kate again and with Nina and with Noemi and with Sophie. And it was a really, really creative process. 
and I had an amazing team. Um, I was just surrounded by good people and I really, really enjoyed it. It was one of these movies that you just say, oh gosh, thank you that I was the costume designer. (laughs) I mean, I, I was not a costume designer, but when I walked out, I was like, that was something I've not seen in a while. And I was just very happy to have gone and seen it. So thank you. Congratulations. It was such an amazing film. And I'm so happy I got to talk with you. Thank you. That's so kind. (laughs) The Art of Costume Blogcast is hosted and produced by Elizabeth Joy Glass and Spencer Williams. Our audio engineering and editing is done by Dan White. Follow us on Instagram at the Art of Costume Pod or visit theartofcostumeblogcast.com for all blogcast updates. If you want to support the show, go to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. Or you can head over to patreon.com slash theartofcostume for some bonus content. For more costume reviews, deep dives, and interviews, head over to theartofcostume.com, a blog dedicated to highlighting the best in costume design. Thank you.